Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good day. The demand for healthcare professionals who deliver both comfort and critical care is growing. FindNursingSchools.com connected me with an accelerated bachelor's of nursing degree program in my area with expanded capacity so I could complete the program in 16 months. Now I'm on the path to an in-demand career that offers job stability, flexible schedules, competitive pay, and the choice of where to work. Visit FindNursingSchools.com to begin your journey today. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, SimulTV.com, SimulTV.com. What's SimulTV.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean SimulTV.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a SimulTV.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about SimulTV.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka. Bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. dear friends, and welcome back to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share the latest information and leading-edge thoughts to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda This hour, we'll be exploring heart as a gateway to the soul. From Christ's only commandment to love one another, to the indigenous belief that heart is a mind all its own, many traditions have spoken of the importance of heart. At the same time, nothing's more misunderstood in our mentally focused society than the power of love and the energetic function of the heart. Recently, science has discovered that the heart creates an electromagnetic field, which interacts at the quantum level. There's increasing evidence that this interface provides an access point between all things. 
could it be all this time we've been looking for mental telepathy when it's actually heart telepathy that gives us access to esoteric information? Is the heart and its electromagnetic field the key to unity? What deepening truths can be uncovered when we see with our heart as well as our mind? How can we once again open our hearts to perceive the information and interconnectedness there? What will we discover when we do? With us this hour to delve into matters of the heart is Wendy DeRosa, author of numerous books including Expanding Your Heart, Awakening Through Four Stages of Spiritual Opening, and Energy Healing Through the Chakras, A Guide to Self-Healing. Wendy is an international intuitive energy healer, speaker, and teacher. For the past two decades, she's offered education and training programs for spiritual and personal growth to people wanting to help develop their intuition and experience trans- personal transformation. She's the founder of the School of Intuitive Studies and the Intuitive Healer Training Program. Her website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me, Gwilda. It's a pleasure. How did you first get interested in energy healing? Well, I will say that energy healing found me in that um, I was ra- I was a very sensitive child growing up. Um, had a lot of experiences that back in the day, back then, not having any framework for intuition or sensitivity. Um, would probably be put in the category of anxiety and overwhelm. And um, I had a series of panic attacks and nervous breakdowns throughout my um, throughout childhood and then into my teenage years. And it got to a point where I had a pretty significant nervous breakdown that basically cracked my heart open. And out of that came um, tremendous guidance or um, callings from within to go in this more, I didn't know it to be a spiritual direction at the time because I was 19 years old. I just knew I had to get out of where I was and go at the time it was out West, um, to Colorado. And from there I met my, uh, my, my teacher then, and who helped me put some framework around the oversensitivity experiences I was having. And, kind of naming my gift and, and helping me understand it. And then from there, it just, the journey opened up and, um, I started pursuing healing work and, and on myself before facilitating for others and teaching. Yeah. They do say healer, heal, heal thyself. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> where'd you get your training? So my training came from a combination of uh, basically three things. It came from uh, yoga philosophy and background, so a lot of steeped in in mysticism and kind of my understanding of um, spirituality that was taught through yoga lineage. And also, I was I mean I was raised Catholic, so I did have that church background that's steep. And, you know, I went to Catholic school and religious studies and all of that throughout the, all of my childhood into adult life. So I had that in my background, but then I had a teacher who helped hand down a practice that helped me understand the chakras and more of the metaphysical perspective. And then here and there, I, um, you know, I, I, I took from different teachers along the way. I mean, probably all the greats that are out there. I've, I've, uh, 
you know, taken bits and pieces from. But I also had a very tremendous mystical opening for myself and a lot of information comes flooding through me in downloads. And so there's the, you know, there's what I've studied externally and then there's what has been downloaded through me. And it's a combination of all of that. It's fun how when, when you have studied extensively, and I don't think there's any replacement for it, but how once you've done that, then you start getting these ahas, how everything laces together, and the information deepens, doesn't it? it yeah, sure does. So what exactly yeah. is intuitive energy healing? So intuitive energy healing is the process of looking, of using um, intuitive abilities, which in the body, there are four different aspects. So we see, hear, feel, and know, and that's part of our sensory system. And through someone who is activated in, in any number, one, two, three, or all four of those has the ability to tune in and see what's going on for an individual or for themselves beneath what might be a symptom or a you know an, an emotional situation a life situation so it's the it's a matter of tuning in to see what might be going on on more the root or deeper level or subconscious level to what's manifesting in, in the physical world so it's it's that process I'm glad you brought up the you know the different senses that information can come in on because this is one of the things that you know my original teacher was a Lakota medicine man um, taught me is that you don't just listen to your intuition, you listen to all of your senses and then triangulate the information to get the truth. Absolutely, I'm so yes, I'm so glad you said that. Yes, I, so, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the relationship between heart and energy healing? Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's interesting because I, I was really enjoying listening to your, your opening in terms of the the heart center becoming this, it's this field of coherence through which we're, we, we are relating to the world, ultimately shifting the world. But in terms of energy healing, we also carry a lot of, a lot of wounding happens in the heart and, or I should say it this way, a lot of wounding happens in the energy system and our heart can be responsive to what might be going on. And when I say wounding, we carry a lot of our wounding um, imprints so early childhood conditioning and stories that we might be holding story, meaning the life experience that might be holding in the, in the body, in our system, we, in our system, creates imprints or, or, or absorbs experiences. And that that happens often lower in the energy system. But the heart being a, a conduit or a melting pot of the soul in communion with the divine and in, in, a, in a transmitter into the world, it will respond to what might be going on lower in the energy system, in the lower body, so oftentimes people who might have an experience of feeling through the heart or maybe anxiety through the heart, it's not always a heart condition. It's sometimes, quite often, most of the time, symptomatic or responsive to what might be held lower in the body. And so as we start to heal more on the energetic level, what we might be holding in the system, our, our heart, we, it, it, it's the possibility of us being more uh, clear or centered in our heart center you know, is possible for us. 
You know, one thing that I've noticed and increasingly noticed as we move through this stairway to heaven, if you will, of of increasing Mm -hmm. frequencies, is that oftentimes what I'm feeling in my heart isn't mine at all, but the pain of the world at large. Um, How much do you think we're being impacted with that? I, yes, it's a great question because what's I, I I see the heart as having three aspects and two, and three three locations. So our heart, we have a physical heart. We know that as the organ. We have a an emotional heart, and I see that as the activation of the front side of the heart chakra, and that's how we engage in the world. We also have a backside of our heart chakra, which opens up to the divine. It opens up to the vertical infusion of grace into the backside of the heart chakra and that that's where we hit our or hit our that's where we open up or activate on that spiritual level but no, it's not widely taught that we have this backside so we will just by default be very forward focused in the front of our heart chakra we'll just dwell in the consciousness of the front side of the heart which is when we do that it is the result of it is overwhelming because we are only getting source through to and from the front side of our heart ch- heart chakra. And when we engage the back side, that's where the front and back start to balance. And we receive from divinity into the back side of the heart. And we can offer through the front side of the heart. And that really minimizes the amount of, of how much we're actually drawing in to the front side of the heart because the heart, the focus of the heart is to help us seek out experiences in life that are going to pronify us or help return to us higher states of consciousness, which are joy, peace, love, elation. But if we're only in the front of the heart, we we can't we're not getting sourced in the back. We can't necessarily receive We're going to have that. to pick up more on the front and the back of the heart because it's fascinating, but it'll be mm-hmm. after a short pause. Wendy and I will be back after this commercial break. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com 
or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Remember, past episodes are available on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our special guest is ours, Wendy DeRosa. Her website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. Wendy, the, I was finding it fascinating. You were talking about the, the three aspects of the heart, physical, uh, then there's the emotional in the front, and then there's the divine coming from the back. Uh, speak of triangulation, right? How much do you think that the, the um, shutdown um, or inability to access the divine portion of our heart um, has limited uh, the emotional aspect and uh, lends itself to heart attacks? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, so as we, you know, again, we're not necessarily taught about the backside of the heart or or breathing into the back, or having connection consciousness there in the backside of the heart. So by default, our, you know, our energy is going to, in the front side of the heart, it's going to pursue, um, it, it's going to, to oh, compensate, essentially. And so in that compensation, we're going to be existing so much in the front side of the heart, engaging with the world. But part of that is sourcing. So if I'm needing to be filled up on some level through the front side of the heart, I'm experiencing an aspect of of conditional love. You know, if I'm giving to you and you don't give back to me, I'm going to feel rejected. I'm going to feel lost. I'm going to feel disconnected. And, uh, and, and that can remain in the heart center as wounded energy. We can put up defenses. We can put up protection. We can, you know, be in a survival mode. Can and I, that can I, can I back up a little yeah. bit? You, you talk yeah. about wounded. Do you mean imbalanced? 
by wounded, imbalanced. Imbalanced could be imbalanced on the energetic level, but wounded could be, you know, I've been hurt that I've been, my heart was open to an experience. And in that opening, you know, I experienced something that, that hurt me and we can carry that hurt. Does the, does the hurt get in because the energy from the backside of the heart of spirit moving forward through the front side of the heart isn't there to protect? Po- yes, possibly. That consciousness isn't there that I, I get to, you know, I can, I'm not necessarily seeking through, um, to saying it, uh, that when our backside is closed down, the only pipeline for giving and receiving love is through the front side of the heart. But when so the we start looking side, for love in all the wrong places. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when the back is open, we're we're receiving love and, and it, it supports our judgment. It supports our, you know, deeper self-love. You know, I'm gonna make choices out of knowing myself and loving myself as opposed to, you know, staying disconnected from myself. So in terms of heart conditionings forming that can form from an overwhelming amount of, uh, of stress, or like I said, wounded or imbalanced energy in the front side of the heart and a, a, a lot of protection that can form as a result of getting hurt. So you're talking and, about, you know, um, uh, defense mechanisms versus uh, natural protection. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Makes sense. So we seem to be a mind-based society. How can we re- reconnect to a more heart centered approach? Um, you know, the power of vulnerability has been a huge topic of conversation, I think, lately amongst leadership. And I know there's been, you know, authors, Brene Brown and such, who've been talking about um, vulnerability. And and ultimately, what's what we're starting to find is the mind, the mind is not always, but can be a a, a way of staying in protection mode as well, staying away from vulnerability and connection that happens through the heart center. And only simply because it hasn't been valued as a way of existence or being in the world. I mean, we're just starting to learn about, again, the heart field and how much gets accomplished or is sensed and felt through the heart, how much evolution happens through the heart. But for for the longest time, the conversation has been about you know the mind and education and 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 focusing on on the brain and higher states of consciousness. But what we're starting to learn here is that the that the the heart center and the pathway of the soul is where we reach ultimate fulfillment. So the heart again. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Oh. The heart ultimately is where we are. The job of the heart chakra is to help us find or seek just on that, on the the divine intelligence that's working, the the flow of grace is to help us pranify, help us live in unity, help us connect. And we can't necessarily access that solely through the mind. That comes through. You've used this a couple of times. What is it to pranify? Pranify, prana is life force energy. It's innate. It's through all that is living. And we and and to be pranified is to be sourced by that which is divine. So we ultimately, whether we realize this or not, that we are seeking ultimate states of consciousness or experiences that are going to fulfill us 
or uplift us or bring us joy and happiness. I think underneath that's for many people, that's the, that's the innate drive for why we, why we thrive, why we, why we keep going. Why, why did we become disconnected from our hearts? You'd think it'd be a natural state. Yeah, I think I, in some ways, I think it's conditioning. I think it's what society has valued as a whole in terms of what success looks like, what, you know, the role of the male and the female, the role or masculine and feminine, I should say, um, you know, what were, how education, mental education is valued over, um, heart-based experiences, you know, I think it's it and, and societal pressure. I think it's a combination of a, a lot of things. And, and what's interesting is, you know, there, I believe that and the world of energy work and spiritual consciousness has been shifting ultimately because trauma has opened up in the field and trauma teaches us trauma is a, is as hard as it is to go through the healing process that comes with trauma opens us up spiritually and it cracks the heart open. It's interesting that you say that because indigenous um, uh, peoples, tribal peoples for 40 to 50, 60,000 years have been using an, very harsh initiations for their shaman so that it literally cracks the heart open, cracks, op- cracks open their reality and leaves them open for other experiences. Um, are you talking about the same thing here? Same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, it would take, I mean, we could certainly get stuck. I mean, in, in spiritual or indigenous cultures, they, they have that awareness, but if we don't have that awareness, we can get stuck in trauma and not necessarily pursue healing or trust the opening that happens from it. I'm sure we, we all know somebody, if not ourselves, that has been through a traumatic situation and then all of a sudden felt angels or, you know, felt a voice, a divine consciousness come through or had a, an incredible spiritual opening that's happened after the experience. Th- that's common because the heart center is cracking open, but we also need need to you know, be, be aware or be able to be okay with the, or ha, I say wrap our awareness around the understanding that, that it doesn't end with trauma. There is the, there's the soul that's expanding and that is opening up, cracking open. And that is through the heart center. That so experience what is, Winston, is through the heart center. Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to you have to play it play it to its end rather than getting stuck and suffering over yeah. your suffering. Right. Don't you think that we're when we become disconnected from the heart, we become more controllable because you can, you know, logic the mind in and out of anything if you can't feel your way through life as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I it, it it's very possible. Again, I think it can be a protection mechanism to rely on solely the mind and part of it also in terms of our spiritual evolution you know i'm as an energy healer and teacher of intuition i'm i'm a big proponent of the entire energy system that our consciousness when we're when we're activated too much in one area of the body that area of the body can get 
overwhelmed. And for example, if we're up in the mind, up in the head too much, it's, it's got a counterbalance to that. It can be, it can be, you know, confusion, it can be fatigue, we can get headaches. There can be a flip side to that. But once we start to ground and come down into the body, what's, what's, important to keep in mind is that the mind is not just the brain. The mind is all aspects of our energy system communicating through our consciousness. So when we ground down into the body and into the heart, the ability to speak and communicate from other areas of our body is also an aspect of our mind, our mind body. Yeah, speaking uh, of um, speaking and communicating with the other parts of our body, now we're talking about how the chakric systems and the heart uh, energy interface. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the it's the heart center is you know the fourth chakra in in the in the trajectory of the seven embodied spinal chakras. So we'll just talk about that much. Well, actually, we're going to have to pick up on, it sounds like a fairly complicated topic, <laughs> and, and we're just on the edge of needing to take a, a short pause. So we'll pick up on that interesting topic on the other side of this break. Wendy and I will re re we'll <laughs> excuse me, return to our discussion. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. You stay right there. We'll be back. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Futureofgodamen.com Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org, bringing the latest tools and information to support the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Wendy DeRosa. Her website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. Wendy, we were getting into a fascinating topic, and that's how um, the entire energy system uh, of the human and other things as well works in concert <laughs> uh, through the um, in, in our interfacing the chakras and the heart center. Would you go into that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So we do have seven embodied chest and so to speak, spinal chakras. And the the interesting thing, I was saying this in the beginning, is that the, the heart center is so responsive on an emotional level to what's going on lower in the body. And so our our lower chakras, specifically our first, second, and third, have so much to do with our existence on this earth, the conditioning we carry, how we relate to ourselves in our sexuality, in our creativity, in our in our um, emotions, and also how we hold our our power in our in our body. And what's interesting is that the root chakra area of the body, at the tailbone connects to our grounding cord on the energetic level. So our grounding cord is a beam or tree trunk like image that extends into the earth. And that's on an energetic level. So it's perceived as opposed to obviously an actual cord, but the purpose of that, that grounding cord is to help us connect to the earth field and connect deep in, and, and, I, and this I've even learned from some shaman practices about the heartbeat in the center of the earth, where, it, and it can be depicted, and of course this is metaphysical or it's um, perceived, which is that there's a, you know, there's a drum, and the pulse of that vibratory essence or that drum beat in the center of the heart is like the earth's heartbeat. And it's mirrored in our heart. And when we can slow down and syncopate, because it's much slower than what we're used to operating here on, this, on the crust of the earth, where things spin a little faster. But when we get deep into that earth frequency, it starts to pulse through, again, the word prana or vibratory life force energy. It starts to pulse and balance the chakras in our body, and also it helps syncopate the rhythm of the heart. So the beat of the heart can syncopate with the beat of the earth that puts us into a, into a, a relationship with that, with the, the biosphere, with the circadian rhythms in, in the earth and in the body. So, so that's one way in, in, in how the heart chakra can relate or relates to the lower chakras and how the root chakra is a, is a, is a vital conductor of us being grounded here on this earth and connected to the heart. 
You know, this might seem a little off topic, but uh, I don't think it is. You know, I've always been fascinated by the icons of Jesus and Mary with the glowing hearts in their chest. And Mary's got roses around hers with a sword through it. And Jesus has um, a crown of thorns around his, but there's a flame coming out the top. Now, those old icons, and I mean, they've been around a long time. It almost seems like they're representing exactly what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. The balance of the the divine mother and the divine masculine and the divine feminine, you know, and that, that sacred heart just in, in this is um, maybe slightly, slightly off topic, but hopefully, hopefully re- relatable to what you're saying, but that, that sacred heart image of, of Jesus and the crown of thorns, you know, in, in many ways that the heart chakra is um, when it's the backside is open, it is a, it's a pathway of attunement between the divine or God flowing down into our center to activate the healer heart and the healer heart, whether or not there's actual physical healing going on for self or others, the the healer heart is, is the, the, is the vibratory essence of grace to atoning the heart chakra so that the, the heart opens to allow more compassion, more love, more um, more vibrational source out into the world. And we know that by people who simply carry the healer energy or carry the spiritual heart. It's not, I mean, there may not be words for it, but there are people who, like a healer can be someone who walks into a room and their presence is healing by way of the amount of divinity that's moving through their system, not necessarily about anything that's coming out of their mouth or anything yeah, that, that they're doing. It has to do, again, with balance, doesn't it? The, the balanced mm-hmm. heart energy being present where we've it's been absent for so long. The other thing that I found fascinating about those icons is, you know, the swords mm-hmm. going through Mary's heart and the thorn of, crown of thorns on on uh, Jesus, that kind of reminds me of when you were speaking about the cracking open of the heart as a way to open it up to start moving the spiritual energy in the backside. Yeah, and I think, th- and, and this is my interpretation, just through again my own background in in being raised in the you know the Catholic faith, which I you know I've had my own process of of moving away and under getting <laughs> understanding more the spirituality beneath it all, but m- my interpretation is also the transcendence of the human of the wounds to allow like it's that 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 opening that that faith is so that grace is so pronounced through the 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 icons that the the blood and the thorns and the piercing is recommend is excuse me representing the the uh the dismantling of the ego you know the transcendence of the wounds in order to allow more faith at the same time, showing, showing the human suffering you know, through it, this human suffering. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's a sticky widget, isn't it? In, in that when we, when we go through trauma, uh, we can get stuck in the trauma versus letting it transform us. Uh, again, is that when you're going through it, keep going kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, the choice that the, the, the that the action, I talk about this in my book, Expanding Your Heart, is that, you know, we go through these four stages of spiritual opening. And one is the the inevitable, either uh, chosen or not chosen 
initial heart open opening, which can be a trauma, a divorce, a loss of some sort, something that cracks the heart open. And then we move into a stage of chaos after that. And everything that we thought was one way is now flipped upside down. And then that can be traumatic. And then there's the state of healing. That's the third stage, but we have to choose healing. And the only way we choose healing is through the experience of, I can't stay in this. I can't stay stuck. I have to ask for help. And when we start to ask for help and we pursue the path of healing, we can be on healing for a long time. And as we're in healing, we're gaining consciousness and awareness that moves us into the fourth stage, which is contemplative being. And healing and contemplative being can coincide for a long time. But we get to contemplative being by going through this whole process, by going being hurt, you know, going through chaos, healing from chaos and gaining growth and awareness. And that essentially is a, is a healing from trauma pathway. It's, it's an amazing uh, process, isn't it? Um, and I think mm-hmm. it really requires us reframing the way we view trauma, uh, the way we, yeah. we view, oh, it's too bad that happened, you know, what a horrible thing, uh, into viewing it as an opportunity anytime something comes up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that reframe of trauma is so, it, it, it's so, uh, ho- it brings hope for people. Yeah, it's like, you know, giving birth is traumatic, but it's so beautifully creative. If we right. could reframe things like that rather than seeing it as, as damaging and you'll never be the same, I think it'd be helpful, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's knowing we're not alone. <laughs> it's reaching out for help and getting the support. Yeah, it takes a try. Um, we have about one minute left in this segment. What exactly, you're speaking of the sacred heart. What do you mean by that? The sacred heart is the the divinely infused heart chakra. Um, And I'd love to talk about that a a little bit more because it has to do with the pathway between the backside and the front side of the heart. It's the resting in the center. So I'd I'd love to elaborate more on that process. Right. Well, we have about a minute so you can start and then we can pick up on the other side. Okay, great. So as I said, there's a backside to the heart chakra and then there is the opening and the backside of the heart is where we receive through prayer, through contemplation, through the intention of being open to the flow of grace and divinity. It comes in through the backside of the heart, that heart, the back, when we open to it. So it's our choice to open up to that divine flow of grace. The light comes in through the backside of the heart and that's where the deeper call happens for us. The, the deeper listening, what am I called to? What's my quote unquote purpose? You know, what, what is my service here in the world? That's where spirit graces our humanity, our human life. And as we start to take that light in and that, that awareness into the center of the heart, that's where that depiction of the lotus flower blooming opens up. It's that sense of I am saying yes to divinity in the center of my heart for the light of God or the light of grace, the light of the divine to be awoke here in the center of my heart chakra. And brings that about a whole, a, brings about a whole new meaning of inspiration, doesn't it? As, as, as promised, we'll take that break. 
Wendy and I will be back shortly, so don't you dare go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org. We're bringing the latest developments to an evolving world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always loved suggestions from my listeners. You can email me at info at missionevolution.org to propose a topic or a guess that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our very special guest this hour is Wendy DeRosa, her website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. 
Wendy, you were talking about the light that moves into the back of the heart. And um, the way you were describing it, it sounds like uh, it just, you know, opens up life purpose. It opens up all sorts of things. What is that light? What's the source? The source is, I mean, the source is what I would call the light of God. And God is a, you know, it's a charged word depending on every, you know, people's backgrounds. But, and there's different words, divine or divine love, whatever word, universe, whatever word feels right or good to you, that frequency, that sourcing light comes in. It's infinite intelligence. It's, it's all the all knowing it's love. It's the infusion of love. And as that love comes in through the backside of the heart and it migrates into the center of the heart chakra, that is the the experience of the sacred heart or the awakened spiritual heart. And from there, it shifts our relationship to the world from the front of the heart. It's that we're, you know, if we're empty in the center of the heart or that light hasn't fully, you know, made it in and it's graced there in the center of the heart, our relationship from in, to the world and from the front of the heart is according to that, you know, that feeling of unmet or unseen or unconnected with in that center, but once the center, they, you know, it's depicted sometimes as a lotus flower blossoming or a chalice that's flowing over or that sacred heart of Jesus. Yeah. Is it also like the secret chamber of the heart or the sacred chamber of the heart that some traditions speak of? Yes. That's, that's another, yes, that would be another example. Another way of saying it. So that, that infusion of light opens up the backside of the heart. So when you see those pictures of the icons, you know, of Jesus and Mary and the light is, is behind them, it's the expansion of light consciousness in the back body that's flowing through to awaken the spiritual heart or the sacred heart. It's amazing these these icons and representations that have been around forever, and now we're opening up into a whole new level of the secrets they carry, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, they knew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're in a better position uh, now than historically to start really moving this heart energy into the world? Do you think it's more present now? I, well, I definitely think it's more needed, and it's oh, it's awakening. It, you know, people are waking up to that divine, that grace knocking on the backside of their hearts, saying, "You know, I'm I'm knocking. Here's the calling." Are you, can you open up? Let this come in. Let's change the world. This, you know, our planet certainly needs this. Needs more heart-centered, conscious, awake, you know, people, individuals, so that we work as a collective to help heal this planet. And what's ha- you know, we're in a planet of duality. So, and that a lot connection, <laughs> and that connection is through the heart. Where, where again, just yeah. simple electromagnetics, where the fields cross, then we have access. It's amazing, amazing to see. You know, the other thing that I've been thinking about as we're sitting here talking, when we don't have the backside of our heart activated by what you're telling me, that means that we're constantly trying to get rather than being able to give because, Uh, because we aren't receiving. So even though the front side of the heart is to give through, to move that energy into the world, we've kind of reversed our flow, haven't we? Yes, or we're getting what we don't want. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot we're of that getting, going on, right? Doesn't, yeah, yeah, or it doesn't ever feel we can we can receive, but it doesn't always feel like it. It hits the nail on the head. 
you know, or not that the deeper part of us isn't met, isn't met because that divine intelligence, that grace flowing through meets us in the deepest places that really, truly no other human being can actually fill that space. That is the most sacred, most intimate place in the energy field in, and, and ultimately in the central pillar of the body, which I, I didn't elaborate that on that in the talking about the chakras, but we do have this channel of grace and it goes central channel that goes from the crown of our heads to our tailbone. And ultimately nothing should be in there, but us and the divine. But we have lots of life experiences that impact us to the core level that get into the central channel. And, 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 and at the same time, when grace comes into the central channel, that's ultimately the, the state of fulfillment in the body and it's not it's not about our relationships in the world it's about our how are we having a relationship with the divine in a way that's filling the heart center so that we are then becoming the person that we're projecting we want the other person to be boy isn't that it you know turn turn that pointy <laughs> finger right back towards yourself so yeah yeah so uh, it sounds like that then the um the divine energy coming into the back of the heart can then run all the chakras as well so when we move our will into the world through our yellow or um really try to ground or tr try to work with our sense of self are all of our chakras reversed because of this lack I don't know that there's there's reversed. I think the the chakras can we can stay very high functioning, you know, just in certain power centers of the body. I don't know that they're always reversed, but sometimes they are overworking. Or sometimes they can be shut down and then the next one over can compensate for the one, you know, an area of the of an adjacent chakra closed or contracted. So yeah, but it it is it's interesting the heart Certainly, as we allow ourselves to be fulfilled in through the back of the heart, it, it the heart is the melting pot of the soul in communion with the divine. And so our soul becomes activated through the heart. And the soul doesn't just exist in the heart. It exists in the entire energy system. But it is almost like the plug-in. You know, it's the access point of where we're plugging into source, just as the earth is through the root or the crown is to the divine. So as our, um, we move the, the divine energy through the backside of our heart, it sounds like it then activates our life purpose, if you will, and helps us find our place in the circle of life. Is, is that what we're looking yeah. at here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful way to say it. Yes. How amazing. So the more of us that do that, the more synergy is going to start to develop um, among humankind. Uh, that would stand to reason, yes? Yes. And part of that, too, is that when we're in the back of the heart, we're not in ego consciousness. So it's not about me and my mission and what I'm doing and I want to be the first. It's how do we work together as a collective and how do I, how do we, you know, how do we come together how do we vibe together? How do we get on the same team? Because ultimately we're all here to help each other and support each other and work, you know, and be part of the greater collective consciousness here. You know, it just blows me apart how this, how this, um, um, 
blows me away. <laughs> Maybe I'm blown apart too. How this <laughs> conversation has really opened up a deeper level on some of the just the ancient teachings of Christ. You know, when he used to refer to, does the the eye argue that it wants to be a liver? I'm sure that's horribly paraphrased, but that's what he was talking about, isn't it? Is this mm. this time of unity when we each have an equal um, and complementary role to play? Yeah, it's also amazing how long, how many, how long it has been that consciousness evolution has, has been a thread in spirituality, you know, that we're here, the, the teachings still remain. And I think our methods of communication have gotten more extensive, more elaborate, more, more um, capable. It's more, you know, we can connect more than we have technology. And so we can, it's even interesting because the heart field can, we can feel a heart, the heart field through through technology, you know, through a, a video, through a picture, through something that gets communicated through words. I mean, that's the power of the heart cohesion and the way that the heart energy can transmit through the airwaves. It doesn't have to be face to face. It can just, as we drop into that consciousness and communicate from that consciousness into a medium, it touches someone else's heart field. So you're saying that the heart and its electromagnetic field is really the key to unity. Mm, hmm I, I believe so. That's just fascinating. Right. Um, NASA has discovered that any place one electromagnetic field crosses the other, it creates a wormhole or a shortening between the distance of, of time and space. And now it makes perfect sense. Indra's net, mm. um, all of these things that relate to um, how we actually are one. We just have to find the place where we can hook into that. Yeah, I love hearing how science has has a you know studies has validation for what we what yogis and you know mystics have been teaching for for centuries about. It's the fun heart. to wa- fun to watch mm-hmm. it all come together. Well, we're just about yeah. out of time. So, would you mind telling us how you see the world changing as most more of us open to our hearts? Yes, as we as we take that time to pause and tune in and lean back to an ever-flowing shower of grace, we do that individually because that opens us up to high potential and what's possible and what our, our individual true meaning and purpose or callings may be. And as we as we do that individual work, then it's a matter of the conversations and the connections that come out of that. And that is, again, power numbers. It's increasing mm. the heart field. Well, it's hard to believe, but we're already out of time. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Our guest this hour has been Wendy DeRosa, author of Energy Healing Through the Chakras, A Guide to Self-Healing and Expanding Your Heart, Awakening Through the Four Stages of Spiritual Opening. Her website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues.
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.